Hello and welcome everyone to the DSO Connect podcast. I'm Casey. I'm Robin. And today we are talking about a day in the life as a dance studio owner. What does our daily routine look like? How do we get stuff done? Little tips and tricks for productivity here and there. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Robin, tell us about how you structure your life as a dance studio owner. I will tell you that I love living this life. I love the fact that um, I can pretty much design my days. My days flow pretty nicely from thing to thing. I, I get a lot done, but I don't bother myself with a whole bunch of busy work. But it wasn't always like that. I think that it took me a very long time. Years ago, I remember being a little bit obsessed with creating the perfect schedule, you know, where I'd have, you know, charts and, you know, signs all over my house and reminders on my phone, kind of delegating or instructing me to do this task and do that task. And my days were very, the calendar was very full of things to do. And day after day, I would feel disappointed in myself because I failed. So what I learned over the years is to kind of, um, listen to my own rhythm and design my schedule according to what feels natural for me in my body, as opposed to trying to be so regimented that I put unrealistic expectations on myself. I feel that so much. I definitely went through a time where I was trying to force myself to get up at 6 a.m. every day so that I could go work out, so that I could walk the dogs, so that I could get all of these things done before noon, but realistically, I'm not that person. I am a late night creative thinker. And so my natural rhythm is to go to bed between 12 and two and to wake up between eight and 10. And when I allow myself to follow that natural pattern, my days are so much more successful rather than forcing myself to get up early and then kind of trudging through or failing at getting up early and then being mad at myself. <laughs> right, exactly. So what I've kind of evolved into is uh, a routine where I'm comfortable, my body is comfortable getting up at 8 a.m. And I, I know this is a big no-no in the, you know, the advice world of, of morning routine, but I literally have to check my phone first thing in the morning. I don't sleep with it in my bedroom. I have it over at my desk partly because I, I think that it emits some sort of radiation that's going to give me brain cancer if it's by my head <laughs> on a minute. But also, I don't want to be startled in the night if uh, a notification goes right, off. Right, absolutely. Um, but I do, first thing in the morning, I go to my desk and check my phone just to make sure that the world isn't on fire, that my kids are okay, and uh, that my, my staff is, is all okay. So then from there, I will you know brush my teeth, put some tea on, um, I will allow myself to scroll through Facebook just to see what's going on and check my emails and check my calendar just to get my head in the gear. Um, but within two hours, I'm out the door. I'm showered, quick breakfast, computer packed up so that wherever I go in my day, I've got my portable office with me. And then I usually get to the gym around 10 o'clock or 1030. I'll do, you know, maybe a 45 minute workout. Then, um, go to the local coffee shop. Sometimes I meet my husband there and we, and we um, touch base on what we're gonna do that day. And then I'll hunker down at the coffee shop for a couple of hours and um, get some work done. 
I have a very short attention span. I'm probably ADD. I've not ever been diagnosed because when I was a kid, they weren't giving those diagnoses. Um, but I'm self-diagnosed. <laughs> I, have, I have a very short attention span. So maybe I get two, good, two or three good hours of work in a particular location. And I, I find it useful to do consider that a block of time. And as I fire up my computer, I'll say, okay, I, during this session, I am going to work on the um, weekly newsletter, or I am going to do such and such a task. And then by the time I complete that task, I am usually ready to pack it up and go to a new location. And sometimes I'll go to my studio and um, hunker down in my office and then I'll have a new second wind and I'll get another block done. Sometimes I have admin meetings during the day and then sometimes um, usually by about four o'clock I'm back at, at the house, spend some time with my family and then after dinner I hunker down again at my home office for another block of time. So, but in between, I'm, I don't know how we ever lived without our phones. In between, I can constantly keep things moving along by, through my phone. So uh, I do check my email lots of times during the day so that I can keep things moving forward. Um, I check Asana to make sure my staff is doing their tasks and sometimes they have a question. And if, if I don't check my email or my Asana um, several times throughout the day, I feel like the, the machine stops churning or people are waiting on my response. And then, you know, I might wind down around nine or 10 o'clock and I try to spend some time with my husband and, um, you know, maybe we'll watch one hour of TV or something and then it's in bed. So anyway, that's, that's a typical day, but, ev but every day could be different. Some days I want to redecorate the lobby at the studio or some days I want to just focus on money all day long. I think the beauty of being an entrepreneur is that we can design our days the way that, um, that we see fit. I think that's exactly why I love this life that I've built for myself too, because every day is different. And I believe like you, Robin, that I have ADD or ADHD or whatever we're calling it now. And if every day is the same for me, then I get bored and then I feel stagnant and rutted and then I get frustrated and then I start feeling resentful and I never ever want to be resentful of the work that I have to do for my business. Though, to be honest, I won't say that that never happens, but I find that when it does, it's so important for me to identify that feeling, take a step back, and examine what I can change in the way that my life is structured so that I can fix it. So I never want to have the exact same task list every single day. I never want to feel like my days are getting repetitive, so I like to mix it up. I find that for me, waking up between 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. works for me. I've allowed myself to sleep in until 10 a.m. without feeling guilty. That's really important for me because when I start to feel guilty right away in the morning, then I've set myself up for a bad day already. So I let myself sleep until I wake up. I get my coffee. I feed the dog and the cat while I listen to a news podcast to get myself oriented in the world. And then I try to sit down for an hour or two or three of a block of work. And usually that block of work is as long as I can work. I start out with correspondence, so I'm checking and responding to emails, following up with parents or vendors or teachers, just touching base with on ongoing projects and things like that. 
I don't do social media anymore because I've delegated that to one of my staff, which has been amazing for me and has freed up so much of my time. Then I, after I do correspondence, emails, and phone calls, I make sure I'm ready to go with my lesson plans for the day for my own classes that I teach. Right now, I'm only teaching one class a day, and it is incredible. I love it. I love being able to focus just on one class. I really feel like I'm a better teacher for it, and I'm a better leader and business owner for it. And I batch all of my lesson plans for the semester. So in August, I create all my lesson plans for every class from September through December. I make all those lesson plans in August. And then for January through June, I get all of those done over winter break. So each day, I just have to check in on my progress, make sure I know which skills and steps I'm focusing on for that class, make sure I'm on track, get my playlist together, and then I'm ready to roll. If there's time in my day after emails and phone calls and lesson plans uh, and I'm not totally zonked out, I will work on another project, whether that's updating the website or ordering costumes or getting the summer class schedule ready or creating some Facebook ads, but it's something different every day, so I'm never feeling bored. Usually after two or three hours, I'm definitely ready for a break, so I'll get some housework done or I'll get out of the house for a yoga class or a hair appointment or walking the dog Whatever it is, I find that taking a break in the middle of the day and getting out of the house to do something for me really helps me stay light and fresh for the evening so I'm not already exhausted and stressed out before my evening classes begin. And this is something that I've had to learn because I used to wake up, start working, work until I had to go to the studio, work at the studio, teach, 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 work at night, go home, go to sleep, do it all over again. And that's not sustainable for me. I've found that if I take that break in the middle of the day, I'm such a better person in the evening. I'm more fresh and lively for my students that I teach. I'm better able to interact with my clients and customers without feeling completely stressed and exhausted all of the time. So that middle of the day break is so important for me. On Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I'm at the studio at 1.30. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm usually there around 3. Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, I have an amazing work-study student who is homeschooled. She comes in during the day. She has a specific list of duties that she gets done each day. And having someone else to be accountable to, to be at the studio early, is super helpful for me because, I'll be honest, otherwise I get there at the last possible minute, 45 minutes before my first class starts at 4. So by getting to the studio earlier and having someone else in the building with me, even though she's only 13, but she's there, she's working, she knows what she has to do, that really helps me stay on track and stay focused. So some days I teach one class and then I go home and then I enjoy my evening with my boyfriend or my pets and we make dinner or we go out or whatever and and having that option is really, 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 really good for me because you need to be able to step away. So on nights when I have front desk coverage, I often will leave after my first class is over at 5.30 and then I'm done. Um, or I'll stay and you know talk to parents and watch classes and bebop around the studio, get little things done, and then maybe I'll leave around 7.30 or 8. And then some nights I'm the front desk person, so I'm there until 9. 
And oftentimes on those nights, I'll go to the gym with my boyfriend after, and we'll get in like an hour and a half workout. And that'll be a late night for us. We'll probably get home and eat some leftovers and veg for a little while. And because I'm a late night creative brain, oftentimes after my boyfriend goes to bed, I fire up my computer again and get working on my more creative projects. So choreography or music editing or graphic design work for advertising stuff, whatever that might be. But I find that I work better on that sort of thing late at night. Um, so having a guest bedroom has been very helpful for us <laughs> because he can go to sleep and then I can go to sleep in the guest bedroom and not have to worry about disturbing him because he has to be up super early for work. So that's basically my life and how I structure my days and I like to mix it up and I like to stay active. I like to not be a martyr for my business and I try to keep things as balanced as I can. So let's talk productivity tips. So one thing that I... Don't know where I heard th about this, but it definitely helps me. Rob and I know you work better in like a coffee shop atmosphere, and so do I. But instead of going to the coffee shop and spending money every single day on coffee that I can make at home, I will recreate that atmosphere at my house or at the studio by pulling up a YouTube video, literally, of coffee shop background noise and having that low murmur of atmospheric dishes clattering, conversation going, maybe there's some music going on. It just helps keep part of my brain distracted so that the rest of my brain can really focus on whatever I'm doing. So I have a little routine that I do when I set up my home office and it includes, you know, getting the heater on and getting the candle lit and getting that background music on, getting my beverage, whatever that may be and you know, getting the lighting the way I want it. And then I kind of need to go through all of those processes in order to just really kind of prepare my mind. Yes. Um, so I think that regardless, and even when I'm at the coffee shop, you know, I have my, my portable office. And so you, you know, I have to have the bag on my left so that I have easy access to all my <laughs> files. And then I've got my, you know, my, uh, you know, your special pens that you have out. Yes. So I, I think that the little rituals that set you up are important. Oh, definitely. And there's something so nice about a scented candle that when you can create a little space for yourself at home or at the studio, I usually have one going at the studio at the front desk so it smells nice and fresh when people walk in instead of like dirty dance shoes. But there's something so nice about a scented candle. It just feels like a special treat rather than a chore when you sit down to work. There's a doTERRA oil called Thinker. And, you know, whether it really works or I just think it works. I um, mean, a placebo effect is still effective. <laughs> exactly. So I'll rub it on my wrists and, you know, just on my neck. And that's part of my, all right, focus. Yes, absolutely. Whatever works. So do you have any other productivity tips or ways that you stay focused when you've got your little like two hour block at the coffee shop? Well, I, I was going to add that I am a little bit obsessed with the idea that I have to be feeding my brain constantly with things that are going to improve my life or make me a better person, leader, mother, more fit. Just in, I, I'm, I'm constantly on this quest to feed my brain stuff mm -hmm. that will make me better. Yeah. So when I and doing my morning routine, I always have a podcast on. Mm -hmm. And it's usually um, a business podcast or some sort of a motivational podcast. 
Um, when I work out, if I'm not with my trainer, I've got my earbuds in and I'm not listening to music. I'm listening to Rachel Hollis or today I was listening to John Maxwell. Um, and in my car, I'm listening to it too. Sometimes I feel like I need to turn off the spigot because yes. my brain is just, it, I get so many saturated. Yeah. And I can't, um, I can't keep up with the ideas. So you, yeah. you fire up your computer and you're like, oh my God, I have so many ideas. I'm going to have a whole team newsletter and I'm going to do inspirational things for my team and da, 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 da. And then I need to have a special Facebook group for my kids. Da, da, da. And then it's like, it's just overwhelmed. Yes. So that's when I'll listen to music or um, my guilty pleasure is true crime. <laughs> uh, me too. Same and same. Yes, but absolutely. I listen to true crime in the morning because that would set me off in the wrong in <laughs> my brain. But really, I love um, audiobooks on leadership or marketing. Um, I feel like we are what we feed our brain. We are what we feed our body. And if you are constantly feeding your brain just junk, then that's what's going to come out. And there was a time when I was really obsessed with listening to a lot of political stuff and it was making me mad. And so now <laughs> I try to stay somewhat knowledgeable about what's going on in the world, but I cannot be listening to political stuff for too long. Yeah. I, it's not that much in my control that I can fix it today. Right. Yes. But a business podcast or a motivational podcast, something like that, you can do something with that information. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. I like to listen to news podcasts in the morning, just like a daily 12 minute or 15 minute podcast about like, here's what's going on yesterday that you need to know about to stay current. And then um, if I'm not getting ready to work or or on my way to work, I don't listen to business-related podcasts. I like to keep everything separate. So when I'm working out, when I'm driving home, when I'm, you know, on my weekend time, when I'm not working or getting ready to work, I listen to true crime or comedy or a whole slew of things. But when I'm on my way to, to get work done, or when I'm like, you know, doing my morning chores before my morning work session, that's when I listen to a business podcast or a dance podcast. Excellent. I wonder what Holly has to say. Yes, let's take a listen. Holly um, is not with us today, but she recorded a little nugget about what her daily life looks like. So let's take a listen to Holly. Hi everyone, I'm Holly, one of the founding members of DSO Connect. I want to thank you for having me here today to talk about my daily schedule. And I actually have to laugh. I was literally just listening to a podcast about daily schedules and the presenters were all like, oh my gosh, I wake up at 4am and I meditate and exercise and excuse the language, but what the hell are you talking about? Because I'm telling you, I could not survive. I mean, let me apologize. That is awesome if it works for you, but that totally doesn't work for me. Oh, hell no. And so I'm going to be completely honest with my daily routine. And I really hope some of you can relate to it because if not, then I don't want you to think that I have a really screwed up routine, but I'm sure some of you can relate. So first off, I have three kids. My two older ones are out of the house. My daughter lives on her own and my son is in college. So he comes back 
on holidays and also for summer. My youngest is 18 and she's a senior in high school. And thank goodness she has a car to drive herself to school. So after 20 years of having to wake up at 6.15 to get kids ready for school, I am home free. I admit every day I wake up between 9 to 11 a.m. And that is the truth. And I am not ashamed to say it. So I wake up, I snuggle my dog, and I look over and my significant other is still asleep because yes, he works from home too, which is a whole nother story and disaster. But I don't wake him up because I don't snuggle him. We all know who who's like the highest priority in this house and it's the dog. <laughs> so I go downstairs grab some ice water, feed the dog. I give her more snuggles and I take her out and then I make coffee. So that's just like my basic getting up routine. <laughs> Nothing out of the ordinary. So actually I really, really like morning times because that's a time that I'm by myself. It's you know quiet and I feel like I'm very motivated to get some housework done. So I'll clean the kitchen. I'll put some loads of laundry in. And I don't do bathrooms, I have to admit. I do pay somebody to do bathrooms. You know, that's just a pet peeve of mine and we all have to prioritize at some point. So bathrooms are not on my list. So anyway, by this time, it's about noon and I'm hungry and I have to have lunch. So every day I literally make myself eggs. That's what I have to eat every morning. So now by 1 p.m., I'm ready to work. <laughs> and, but you know, I was always the type that feels that quality over quantity is the best. Um, I honestly think you don't have to put so much time into your work as long as you're producing the better quality of work. And you know, I actually bring this into my dance studio. Um, I have my dance. I don't believe that my dancers need to train seven days a week for five hours a day to be these awesome dancers. Uh, I'm a competition studio, and we actually win a lot of awards, including national championships and scholarships and and titles and everything else. And I really think my philosophy works as long as you're training these girls or the kids, boys and girls. As long as you're training them the right technique, you don't have to have them train for hours upon hours because I've seen dance studios train hours upon hours and they've been teaching the wrong technique and their dancers never get better. Okay, so the first thing I like to do is I write a to-do list and I have to laugh because if I had a picture right now of my computer screen, I have at least eight to 10 post-it notes all over my computer screen with to-do lists, reminders, and just basic information that I need. I love my post-it notes, by the way. <laughs> but also what I love to do is set my Alexa for an alarm for 30 minutes. And yes, I love my Alexa and I don't care what anyone says. I don't even care if anybody's listening to me because there's really nothing great to be had in my life <laughs> at home. <laughs> but I love the fact that I could just say, Alexa, set an alarm, and it is done. I love that. 
And because Lord help me, I absolutely cannot multitask. I get so caught up on this Facebook world and Pinterest world and it's just ridiculous. So I love that I could just say Alexa set an alarm and then it does. You know, it makes me feel like I'm from that cartoon at Jetsons. <laughs> Although I think I just really dated myself on that one. <laughs> anyway, when my alarm rings, I cross that task, task off my list and I start another. And believe it or not, like within two hours, I have a ton of things accomplished. More than if I would just sit here and you know, go into Facebook, Facebook world. But anyway, so then I continue on with my day of either getting ready to teach dance, which this year I only teach three days a week, which I have to say it's very lame because two of those days I teach for one hour and the other day I teach for three hours. But anyway, the days that I don't teach, I really like to schedule time to do happy hour with my friends. And they're actually also business owners. So it's also, it's awesome. I could just call them up and be like, Hey, let's go for drinks. And they're like, Oh yeah. And yeah, that ruins the rest of my day. But anyway, I get my nails done. I go to massages. It's, you know, the days that I don't teach that's me time. And I have that, I have that availability to do that. Um, so I really have to say, I love my schedules and my days. I mean, not only do I work on dance stuff, but I also do stuff that I really love to do. Like I really love writing and I write a travel blog or I design costumes or I come up with vacations that I need to take because yeah, that's a hobby and that's a priority because I love vacations. Um, but I, I think my biggest advice for everybody listening is don't get stuck and like it's almost like like a black hole of the dance studio where you kind of get like sucked in of dance 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 and your whole world is dance you need to you know climb out of that and you need to find something that makes you feel motivated find a hobby find something else to do can you golf can you play tennis can you you know do something else because believe it or not by doing other things it gives you more creativity and more motivation when you come back to actually do your dance. But I don't, that's just like a huge thing of mine that I know from experience, like works for me. But anyway, so if I can give you the best nuggets of advice for your daily schedules, the number one thing would be to definitely use an alarm when you're doing your tasks. So you can really plan out your days and plan out your tasks that need to be done. Um, number two is schedule days to do specific tasks, like schedule one day for paying bills, one day for working on your website, one day for doing financials, um, one day for scheduling social media posts, one day for making the social media posts. You know, you get that, the idea. Uh, number three, if you delegate as much as you can, at your studio, then you're not so bombarded by a hundred tasks. And I know from experience, everybody's like, oh, we don't want to delegate because only we can do it the best. But believe it or not, people can do it just as well as you. And I like to tell everybody, you're replaceable. Okay. So if you have that mindset, 
then you can trust that other people can do things just as well as you, as long as you make sure that they feel that they're invested in your dance studio. That's very important too. So the fourth item is to bulk plan your lesson plans if you teach. And this has been a game changer in my life because I used to teach, you know, say four or five days a week. And every day I'd have to sit down for two, three hours and I'd be choreographing and lesson planning. And that was like almost my whole day, especially when I wake up at 11 o'clock <laughs> and I have to be at the studio by four. But anyway, I take now, I take one day a week and because I'm sitting down, my creativity is flowing. I plan out my whole lesson plans for the whole week and it makes my week so much easier faster. I feel more productive. I go into dance excited because I have a plan of action. And I'm telling you, it really makes a difference. So that's my day in the life of Holly. <laughs> and I hope that somehow I was able to help you maybe get some ideas that you can take into your own life to make it better and easier. So I also want to thank you for having me on the podcast today and we'll see you later. Bye. So I love what Holly was saying about taking care of yourself and making time in your life for self-care, whatever that means to you. Absolutely. Um, yeah. It's so, so important. Whether that's, you know, meditating or taking yoga or getting your hair done or going to the gym, it's just so important to take that time because when you're an entrepreneur, and, and you don't have a set business day, you're not at work from nine to five, your work day can turn into 24 seven so easily. And that is not healthy or sustainable at all. You're going to get burnt out real quick. And if you subscribe to the rise and grind, the constant hustle, you're going to wind up being a martyr for your business. And again, that's not sustainable. You can't keep that going and you're going to get resentful of your business instead of feeling joy when you walk through the door. And that is something that your customers are going to read. They're going to notice when your attitude changes in that way. Yeah. I would say the big takeaway for me is listen to your body, listen to what you need. If you've been working intently for three hours on a particular project and your body says enough, don't feel like you have to push through to the next project. Shut your computer, pack up your portable office, go to a different coffee shop <laughs> or meditate or take that hot yoga class or go you know, pop into the nail salon and just get a quick hand massage or whatever, but do something. Go, or go outside, go sit outside for 15 minutes. Just being outdoors can help too. If you have a dog, take your dog for a walk. If you don't have a dog, just go for a walk. You're allowed to walk without a dog. <laughs> But then get back to your work. It doesn't mean you're done for the day. Right. So, well, that was great seeing a little peek into your day-to-day -day life. Yeah, I'm really enjoying hearing about yours too. And I wonder if any of our listeners have any um, tidbits to add. I would love it if they would let us know in the group or how would they do that? How would they communicate with us about that? Yeah, so you can email us at dsoconnect6 at gmail.com. You can find this on Facebook, DSO Connect is our page and our closed group for studio owners only is DSO Connect community. Make sure you answer the questions to join. Um, you can also find us at, on Instagram at DSO Connect. 
So feel free to reach out. Let us know if any of the tips that we've shared help you. Let us know if you try that YouTube coffee shop background video. <laughs> I'd be happy to share some links with you of ones that I like. So let us know what works for you. Let us know what your day as a dance studio owner looks like. And what I hope this is really helpful for is the perspective dance studio owners, the people who are working on building that dream, who are taking those beginning steps so that you can see that it is possible and it is wonderful. This life is beautiful and it's so, so great. Awesome, Casey. It was great to talk to you and I will talk to you next week. All right. Sounds good. Thanks everyone. We'll see you next time. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for listening to the DSO Connect podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends in the dance industry.